Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. If you are expecting a package in the mail, what emotions are there? Maybe excitement? Maybe impatience? What about when you're expecting a child for young parents? That's probably nervousness, excitement, lots of planning to do. What about when you're expecting results from a cancer screening? What emotions are there? Is that fear, anxiety, worry? But lastly, what if I told you to expect to testify in court? What emotions would there be then? Would there be confusion as to what you're testifying about? Or would there be fear as to messing up your testimony? See, in our Bible verses for today, we see that the disciples were expecting something far different But Jesus told them something unexpected, to be his witnesses. And just as Jesus told his disciples that day to be his witnesses, he tells us to be his witnesses as well. So dear brothers and sisters, because the king lives, we are his witnesses. Don't be impatient with Jesus' promises, but rather expect and trust them. And so, As we are getting into our Bible verses for today, we see that Jesus is alive and well. He gave so many convincing proofs to his disciples that he was alive. And he's been on earth for 40 days, and he's ready to go up into heaven. But the disciples didn't expect that. They were expecting Jesus to be a conqueror, to be an earthly king, to rule. But yet, Jesus told them something unexpected to be his witnesses. So keep that in mind as we go through our Bible verses for today. We start in Acts chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them, and gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? See, the disciples, could you blame them? Because they had seen so much from what Jesus had done. He could be the best king to ever rule and overthrow the Romans, the, the bad Romans. He would be the best earthly king that Israel once had before. And he would heal all these people. He would give free food for life. He would cast out so many demons. He would have all the authority. 
And they had seen Jesus' power and authority on his time on earth before he died. So could you blame them? Could you blame them for focusing on what's next, Lord? Are we going to conquer the world? Could you blame them for that? Because they selfishly were expecting a better earthly life after Jesus had conquered death. And because they were so focused on it, they didn't expect what Jesus was going to say to them, to be his witnesses, and then eventually he would leave them. And so the disciples were too focused on the better earthly life than they were with their spiritual one. And we see that to true today, don't we? Today, in the world, people are more, for, uh, more focused on the better earthly life than a spiritual one, right? Where they have to try to find their heaven on earth and they can do anything to get that. And it, it really depends on finding and expecting true happiness coming from a better earthly life. But first, they have to get there, right? And we know that those earthly blessings, what's in your bank account, what's in uh, the the most things you have, the, the bigger house you have, that doesn't get you to heaven. It doesn't. But people think is, if they have that, they can expect true happiness. That's completely wrong, isn't it? We see that in the world today, there are more people focused on a better earthly life and forgetting about a spiritual one. And what emotions are behind that? People will do anything to try to get that, and there will be greed, lust, power, uh, uh, pride, envy. So many things that can cause that, that selfish attitude. For us here today, we can both expect earthly and spiritual blessings from our Lord, but sometimes we can also become selfish, right? For example, sometimes we become impatient with God, expecting that it's our timeline and not His. Sometimes we think to ourselves that I give, uh, that it's a give and take relationship, that if we give our time, money, and effort to God, we probably start expecting some more earthly blessings, right? The attitude is, I give this much, Lord. Why don't you give me this or that? And then lastly, sometimes we think that maybe we don't bother asking Jesus about anything. Why bother? He's too far away to even care. Why should I ask about this when I can just take matters into my own hands? But then we see that's as a result, we're focusing on who? Ourselves, aren't we? And if we get down to it, dear brothers and sisters, it's because of our sinful nature that we have fallen short. God has perfect expectations from us. He expects that we love our neighbor as ourself. He expects us to love him more than anything else. But we fail at that, don't we? You think of a parent scolding their child saying, we expected better from you. We expected better. In a far greater way, God expected better from us because we have fallen short every single time. And so what emotions are there behind that? Is that worry? Is that fear? Is that sadness for how often we have failed? 
Because what we should expect is God's wrath and punishment. What we should expect is God to cast us from his presence forever. And while all that may be sad and quite frankly true to think about, no another thing is true, and it's to our heart's delight, dear sisters and brothers in Christ. See, Jesus lived up to those perfect expectations that God had. Jesus loved his neighbor more than himself. He loved God more than anything. He lived, he died, he rose, and today he has ascended. He has conquered death. The victory is ours because he lived that perfect life for you and for me. So know this today. Your sins, they are forgiven. They will always be forgiven. There's nothing more you need to do. Your salvation is already won because Jesus lived up to those perfect expectations. So, live as his witnesses, dear brothers and sisters. Witness for your risen king because he had done so much for you. And he, ex- he promises many amazing blessings with that. But before we get into those blessings, let's continue reading with the next following verses, starting at verse 7. He said to them, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, It is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back the same way you have seen him go into heaven. So the disciples could expect two amazing things to happen. The first one was that the Holy Spirit would come on them in ten days' time. And that would be Pentecost. And because of that, all the, all the good news would be spread to Judah, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, as far as to places like here, right? It's the ripple effect. The second thing, which is a promise that's still being held up today, is that Jesus will come back the same way he left. He won't come back ascending, he'll come back descending on the last day, on Judgment Day. And he made that promise to his disciples, and he made that promise to us, and he promises that he will come back one day. But until then, he is doing many things. Kind of like what Pastor said, he's he's King of kings and Lord of lords. That is what he's doing right now. He is above all things, over everything. There is no authority over Christ right now as we speak. Also, he is interceding for us. And interceding is like speaking on someone's behalf. And Jesus is doing that, talking about us to God. He is interceding for us to God. That is what he's doing right now. And he also promises that his Holy Spirit will make a living in each one of us. That our bodies will be temples for the Holy Spirit. That will cause our faith to grow and to to do works in Christ. 
And so, live as his witnesses. And you can expect so many amazing blessings, uh, spiritual blessings from that. And so, before I get talking to what to expect, there is an example of all this, and that is the disciples. The disciples were an example of all that had happened and taken place because they were expecting something different. But then, when Jesus told them to go and be his witnesses, they went and did that. And they they testified to the ends of the earth. For example, Doubting Thomas, he went to India and preached the good news there. Andrew, he went to Turkey and then to Russia and spread the good news there. Philip went to Ethiopia and parts of Africa and preached the good news there. Paul, the apostle, went to the whole Greco-Roman world and even as far as to Spain, preaching the good news. And even though many of them died for their faith, that did not deter them from the fact that they had Christ in their hearts and they lived as Christ's witnesses. And they expected all the spiritual blessings and even though they did die, they had a home waiting for them in heaven. So, in the same way that the disciples lived as Christ's witnesses, so too we can live as Christ's witnesses. And you can expect so many amazing things to come from that. You can expect that Jesus will be with you every step of every day, that his goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. And even though you may, it may feel like you're stumbling and falling, he's there to pick you back up your brothers and sisters. You can expect that your work is not in vain. And if, if for us, if it seems like, oh, this, this is meaningless, it's not meaningless to Christ. Because whatever you do, whether in word or deed, we're doing it all for the glory of God, right? And lastly, you can expect that even if you were to die for your faith or die before Christ would come back again, you will you will have a home waiting for you in heaven. You will have a home waiting for you in heaven. Dear brothers and sisters, that's what you can expect. Those are the, the amazing blessings you can expect from your Savior. And so, what emotions are there behind that? Isn't that joy? Isn't that happiness? Isn't that motivation to go preach the good news to the ends of the earth? Because Christ has loved you, we live as his witnesses. And we can expect to witness, and we will witness as Christ's witnesses. And so a passage I want to share with you comes from Jesus himself. And it's Matthew's version of the ascension. And Jesus gives his disciples a command. And he gives the same command to us. It comes from Matthew 28, beginning at verse 18. Then Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. For surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That really says it, doesn't it? So we can live as Christ's witnesses because we have the all-mighty, powerful authority who is on our side, 
who will be with us surely every day of our life. Starting tomorrow, today, every day following until he comes or until we die. And so, live as Christ's witnesses. And you can expect and trust in those promises that he promises to us, dear brothers and sisters, because he loves each and every one of us and that we have a home waiting for us. So live as Christ's witnesses. And that's a really cool thing to expect, isn't it? To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.